This week's NFL prospects are Devin White, Jawan Taylor, and Dexter Lawrence. Antonio Brown. Oh, man. What are you thinking? What the hell is going on with the NFC East? All that and more coming up on the Average Sports Guys podcast. You know what it is. You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back. We are back. Yo. Hey, this is episode four of our podcast. Yes, hey, sir. I'm Eddie. That's Marcus over there. And we are the Average Sports Guys. Let's go. So, as you guys heard on the show intro, so we're going to go over some prospects, whatever in the hell's going on with Antonio Brown. Oh, we're, man. We're going to profile some of the NFC East, and uh, we're going to have a special segment uh, from Marcus Oof. with some breaking news that we found. Breaking news today, bro. Yeah, so before we get to the juicy stuff, let's go ahead and um, let me just tell everybody what you've been up to. Man, I've been busy. So, you know, in the middle of, you know, the work week, you know, I've been planning for this um, planning for this trip to Florida. You know, Oh, that's right. Break. So me and my wife are going down there. Um, but today... We're at in Florida. Oh, my bad. So, yeah, in Florida, we're going to Panama City. Panama City, we got some family. I have a cousin that just moved down there with uh, her boyfriend or whatever, and we're going to be hanging out with them. Nice. Shout out to Chris and Samantha. You know, we're going to see them. It's going to be a good time. Got a nice house and everything. So, we're going to hang out with them for them this week. So. Good weather. Absolutely. Hit up the beach. That's Absolutely. cool. And then, um, this has actually been a pretty fun week. Actually, it's, you know, talking about another trip, you know, we're going to um, Thailand in June. That's right. In June 24th through July 5th. So we went and saw the travel doctor yesterday. You know, got some information, went to get some shots, and we'll be good to go. And hopefully, you know, everything's copacetic and we're over there. Yeah, so, you guys come back uh, disease-free? Yeah, hope so. Hope so, definitely. Hope we have a good time. You know, I like to, you know, take pictures of my spare time. So hopefully I got some good shots to put up on the wall. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys got some good ones when you were in Ireland. Oh, yeah, definitely. Clip some more, you know. Visited some sites where they shot the Game of Thrones, things like that. Which drops on Sunday. Bruh, I got these Game of Thrones Oreos, and they will not be touched <laughs> until Sunday during that episode. I'm going to have my milk, I'm going to have my Oreos, and we're going to get it popped. That's so, what's up. <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing, um, you know, I'm a teacher, you know, I'm really big in education, sixth grade math, and today was a fun day for me. So we sat there and we, you know, um, we had gone over our data for the last quarterly we took, and one of my kids met their goal, so I got the pizza. So um, they had a good time with that. And then after school, I'm telling you, bro, like this basketball tournament that we put together for these kids so they can assemble their squad and, you know, play teacher at the end of the year, this is one of the more serious ones I've actually had the chance to observe. And there's this, I can't I can't get this kid out of my head. There's like a sixth to like seventh, eighth grader. I don't know who she was, but she was putting bodies on kids. Six two in middle school? Just bodying kids. I'm 33 like she, and I'm not even six. She was getting down the block, hard dribble <laughs> to the paint, straight layup. I was just like, yo, I need her on my squad. Matter of fact, we play her at the end of May. 
I'm not playing the four and I'm not playing the five because I don't, I'm right. not getting embarrassed. I'm not going on anybody's Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, none right. of that. That's yeah, not she, me. <laughs> I'm not going to be the victim. No, she's going to body you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's that's pretty much what's going on with me. How about you, sir? Uh, um, so my week's been the opposite of fun. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's just been a regular week. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut down part of our tree yesterday. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, getting ready to, like I said before, we're gonna extend the fence and you know all that type of stuff in the backyard at a pool and all that stuff. You know why we're at a pool, Marcus? Because I'm rich. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. So it, it's just been that stuff. Stuff with kids, school. Um, yeah. They got themselves in trouble the other day, neglecting their chores and duties, so it's been quiet evenings because they have been in their room. That's right. Yeah, so just been kicking back, um, watching TV, uh, sports, and all that stuff. Most of my shows are over. Walking Dead is done. Yeah. This Is Us is done. Mm-hmm. Um, Manifest has been done for a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Um, so it's just been pretty much baseball. Um, yeah. Following what's going on, seeing if anybody's making any more uh, last-minute moves before the draft coming up, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, you know, that, getting on the wife's nerves, well, at least trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but no, I I will say today I actually feel rested. So not many people know um, I do have sleep apnea. So I've recently got the, they have like the CPAP machine and all mm-hmm. that stuff, sleep with the mask on your face. Right. Um so I was actually able to sleep with it last night. It was nice. the first first night. So it was pretty good. Like I actually woke up rested. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. Uh, it, I was always like reluctant to go to the doctor and all that. You know, just I wouldn't call it a man thing. It's just a personal thing for me. Like if it's. Bro, it's a man thing. I, I hate going <laughs> to the doctor. Like that's the last place where I want to be. But at the end of the day, I know I still have to go, you know, and stuff. You know, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so we can put on a good show for you guys. Yeah. So um, I've just been busy at work preparing. Like I I told you, submitted my resignation, get ready to roll out the door. So just kind of getting ducks in a row there for the next person coming in. Um, I'm not trying to leave people high and dry and all that stuff. So um, so days have been kind of going by quickly, like with that, which is which is good. but yeah, so hey, these draft prospects. So we're yes, gonna sir. talk about Devin White, uh, Juwan Taylor, and Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. So as people know, um, Virginia Tech is my team, yes, like sir. through and through. Yes, sir. Um, LSU is a, a secondary team, if you will. So I'm used to clowning kids when they <laughs> like for like uh, pro sports. You know, there's oh. Um, I rock with the skins, but my second team, it, no, no, cut it. Like there's no second team. <laughs> so um, I feel like in college, because there's so many players and so many schools and all that type of stuff, like you find yourself connected to more than one team. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so I rock with LSU real hard. So let's get into Devin White yes, from LSU um, linebacker, fast as hell, um, raw talent, raw talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's hard to say where he'll, actually go right in in the draft and i know people listening are saying well every draft prospect you say it's hard to say where they're gonna go it's truly hard to you figure out where they're gonna go they up, really. yeah i mean unless we spent time in all 32 teams war room if you will and, <laughs> and kind of looked at their draft board and 
seeing what they identify as their needs and, and all that stuff. Because, I mean, hell, even the analysts can sit back and say, well, this team needs a linebacker, that team needs a receiver. But if internally they don't feel that, then, right. you know, so be it. But yeah. just to get into a little bit about him, so he's, you know, clocked at uh, 442. Yes, sir. Um, you know, in the 40, which, like I said, they say he's the fastest linebacker coming out in the draft this year. Yes, he is. Um, to touch on the raw talent, watching him play, uh, you'll see that he almost looks at the defensive line in front of him um, to kind of, um, I guess, how do you say it, uh, figure out where the play is going or what the play is. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, he came into college – as a running back, he was recruited as a running back. Um, so playing the running back position, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at your lineman in front of you. You obviously know what the play design is, but you're going to see, you know, which way the line is shifting, where's there's a cutback lane, which hole you're supposed to hit, whatever. So it's almost like he's taking that mentality and putting it on, on defense. When he, right. But when he guesses right, he's right. But when he guesses wrong, mm-hmm. like he'll come down, get blocked instead mm-hmm. of, him essentially having to come around that defender where the running back is going to, you know, hit that hole. And so sometimes he gets exposed. Um, Mm -hmm. People have to remember he, he is raw. He's young. He hasn't been um, a linebacker that long. Okay. So, but with his size and his speed and his, and his knack for tracking the ball, Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think that bodes well. He has tackling issues. He likes to tackle up high. Yeah. Um, which causes him to basically look silly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, he can, you know, at times. Right. So if, if if he can work on his technique, mm-hmm. block lower, um, right. actually learn the position. Yes, sir. I mean, I think he's good. Yeah. I would take him in the in the latter part of the first round, early yeah. part of the second, probably. Yeah. You know, and and I'm I'm thinking about it from the Redskins' needs. Yeah, we need a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um. But we have Reuben Foster, depending yeah. on however that suspension stuff is going to pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think we need pass catchers. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go on the defense, I would even say corner, but more importantly, safety. Right. You know, to pair somebody with Landon Collins, they're probably happy with you know with the people that they have in the building. Right. So you just never know. But like I said, I would take him late first round, early second, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, I could see him. I think I was telling you before the first team essentially that comes to mind for me with um, with with Devin White is um, Denver with Vic. Yeah, yeah, with Vic Fangio being their their uh, coach now. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> some people say he's like a linebacker whisperer. Absolutely. So I mean, he can get in that system. Um, I think he'll learn well. He's a great veteran presence. You got Von Miller um, and and some of those other guys. So. We'll see how that one goes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just to piggyback off what you're saying, you know, this dude is a great ball tracker. You know, he can bounce with the best of them. You know, he's really good at reading, you know, the play at hand. But like you said, when he guesses and guesses right, he looks awesome. When he guesses wrong, you're gashing. Right. So it's one of those things where he really needs to learn a linebacker position. But as of right now, his speed, his strength, um, all his measurables are carrying right now, which is great. But he really needs to truly understand that position. And one of the biggest points, one of the biggest weaknesses I actually did research was his tackling. Like, he does tackle high. He's got to learn to get low. Right. Because what these running backs are doing, they're getting right up under his pads, driving mm-hmm. into him, and they're getting extra yards after contact. So he's really got to work on that. But overall, this dude is very fast. Um, he, has, he puts forth a great second effort. And like I said, he, he can you can set the edge. He's one of those guys that, you know, if you need a linebacker, 
and you have a linebacker-centric scheme, he's one of those guys that you want to develop and, and bring him in there. But I totally agree back into the first one. Yeah. Absolutely. So our next guy is a beast. This guy is Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle from Florida. This dude is 6'5". Uh, he has 10-inch hands, mm. and he is a straight power blocker. Yeah. If, you're, if you have a one-heavy offense, this is the guy that you need because this guy is like the definition of what you want in a tackle and a, and a bulldozer. Oh, yeah. This dude is an angry one blocker. This guy does not sit there and just, he's not content with just, you know, a stalemate. No, he's going to bull rush you and push you over. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He has great um, ball awareness and, and, and understanding what the play is and combo blocking ability. He keeps his weight over his toes to put pressure on that defensive line. And I really can't say too many bad things about this guy, except he really needs to work on the fact that he tends to jump pre-snap. You know what I mean? He, he tends to get a little bit of a head of himself because he wants that competitive edge. Right. And sometimes, you know, you rely too much on your measurables. So he has sloppy hand placement and things like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, if you want a good offensive tackle, somebody's going to slow to fly that line, protect your quarterback, and create holes for your running back, this is the guy you want to hold you down off, off tackle. This guy is a beast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and like I had mentioned to you before, him having three years of starting experience. Yes, sir. You know, he's, he's for college – a seasoned vet, yeah, you know. Absolutely. He's got that good seasoning on him, a little salt and pepper. Right. You know, maybe a little Old Bay. A little Lowry's. <laughs> no time it is. Lowry's. This guy's this this is a good guy. So, um, you know, there's a lot of defensive players, you know, on the board. Um, like I said, I like this guy. Um, hopefully, you know, people comes to Eagle. I mean, I don't think he's gonna fall that far, but overall, like I said, if you need a solid tackle, this is the guy. I'm looking for. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so let's get into Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, man. Defensive tackle out of Clemson. Go ahead, Marcus. Break that one down. This guy is 6'4", 342, 10 and a half inch hands, and run a 5-second uh, 40. Um, this guy is very quick, has crazy power, um, crazy upper body strength, and this is what I call a two-and-a-half guy. Like, if you need somebody to solidify that interior mm-hmm. of the defensive line, this guy is a two-and-a-half second guy. This guy will sit there and blow stuff up. So your quarterback better make that decision in two and a half seconds or either he's going to be on the ground or whoever he hands it off to is going to be on the ground. You really got to worry about this guy in the interior. And if you're looking to build around a solid defensive tackle, monster. Um, he has His only real weakness is the fact that, you know, he relies too much on his abilities and he really needs to develop that technique. But at the same time, a lot of players going into the draft need to work on a lot of technique. Right. Um, and like I said, this guy's a beast. I, I, I can't really say too much about. It. I mean, national championship game. This national championship game. This is the game. This, this guy was just dominating the ball. Oh yeah. He was putting pressure on guys, taking guys out. I I have nothing really bad to say about. Him. I love him. Right, and that's the thing. That's what NFL teams are looking at. Right. As far as like a defensive tackle, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you you play in the nose. What can you do for that pocket? Can you collapse it? Are you just going to stand there? Can you mm-hmm. shed a block? Can you take on a double team? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's so much more than just pushing the guy in front of you. You know what I mean? Because if he's drawing that double team, that can allow a linebacker to get in on a blitz. Again, safety can come down. You know, so there's so many different options there. So as you stated, I mean, him – listed or or you know people calling him a monster or a beast i think that's understated yeah um 
Yeah, where wherever in the heck he goes, right? I I look for an immediate impact, and he's he's You're only gonna running. get yeah he's only gonna get stronger. He he's only gonna get better, you yeah. know. So you just you just pray and hope that a talent like that goes to a team that they they can get the most out of him, mm-hmm. and he's easily top ten in my draft. Oh yeah, easily. That's the that's the guy that you want. Mm-hmm. Sets the tone. Yeah, for sure. And so with that, so we just profiled these these three prospects. So uh, you guys know that the NFL draft is coming up on the 25th. Yes, sir. So it's in two weeks. Uh, so what Marcus and I are going to do starting next week, we're going to get into uh, the first 16 teams mm-hmm. and we're going to basically do our own mock draft. So Marcus and I will go over that type of stuff, um, you know, one through 16. Mm-hmm. And then in the following show, the week before the um, – before the draft, then we'll do 17 through 32. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I don't typically do mock drafts. I mean, I kind of kick my ideas around with with some friends, and, and Marcus and I will talk and say, you know, who will go where based on what we just, you know, see as their need or yeah, best fit, you know, so to speak. So I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah. So look forward to that for the next podcast. But we are going to transition into what in the heck is Antonio Brown thinking? What is going through his mind? What is he doing? So we'll get into that right after this break. Hey, man. Yeah, you. You know you hear me. You know that rust bucket you're in right now just really isn't getting the job done anymore, is it? Nope. It's getting hot outside. You don't have to worry about overheating and breaking down side of the road. You know, people slowing down, laughing at you, taking pictures, putting you on Instagram. So it's time to get on over to Anderson Honda of Cockeysville, Maryland, and see my man, the sales manager, Jason Barton. And right now, they're having their Dream Garage sales event. They're also celebrating 100 years of great vehicles and excellent customer service. So what's your style? Is it the Civic? Maybe it's the Pilot or even the CRV. Or, hey, maybe it's my personal favorite, the all-new Honda Accord. Haha, <laughs> man, Jason and his boys hooked me up on a great price on the all-new Honda Accord, the 2.0 Turbo. I had to get in the red because I like to hit them streets in style. So get on over to Anderson Honda, where their motto is, they go the extra mile to make you smile. Hey, let me tell you something. They really believe in that. And when you get there, don't forget to tell them that the Average Sports Guys sent you. All right, the Average Sports Guys are back. So before we went to break, um, we were talking about Antonio Brown. As some of you may have heard, especially those of you that are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow us at yeah. the average. Or, yeah. Sports guys. There you go. Yes, sir. Um, and then while you're at it, you can go ahead to Instagram, Facebook. And I would just put this out there. Our show, we have no class. So if there's any sponsors out there, Facts. let's go ahead and support the show because this is a dope-ass podcast. Yes, sir. So having said that, Antonio Brown. This guy, I mean, this guy, if there, if anybody had Twitter fingers in the NFL, this guy has Twitter fingers. Like, <laughs> So let me let me set the stage for you. So imagine, right, you sit there and you've been like the guy of your franchise as far as receivers, and they go ahead and name the next guy coming up the MVP. How, and you know, everybody knows wide receivers are divas, so, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the guy got in his feelings a little bit and then eventually ended up, you know, obviously with all the offseason nonsense where, you know, he wanted to get traded and ended up from the Raiders. And this dude just started going off at Juju Smith's Houston. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here like, isn't this the same guy that when you guys were playing the Bengals, you know what I mean, um, had your back? Well, I mean, had your back. So, Vontaze Burbick, like one of the dirtiest linebackers in 
the NFL sat oh, yeah. there and took out Antonio Brown. Yeah, I remember but, that. But what did Juju Smith-Schuster do? On the next on the next opportunity, dude sat there, and I think there was a play running up the sideline on the on the left side. It had a, a crazy crackback block on Vontez Burfitt. This dude yeah. was like baptized. This dude was sleeping on him. Yeah, he took him to the cleaners. Took that man straight to the cleaners. He was sleeping <laughs> yeah. on the sideline. So I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, you really have the nerve to come out and, and talk trash about an up and coming receiver that's just has nothing but love and respect for you. Obviously, if he's landing to up on the field, you know, he, he really looks up to you. So you're just going to sit there and bash him and be like, oh, well, you know, uh, it's, it's Juju, and just start releasing all these different, you know, personal messages and stuff on. Like, come on, dude. Right. Well, see, I kind of look at it like, okay, well, all he wanted to do was get out of Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I was, okay, so you wanted to get out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. You, you know, did whatever you did. You jumped up and down, showed your ass. You were, you know, whatever, right? right. So you're out of Pittsburgh. You're out of Pittsburgh. So, right. so you're gone. And then you start going at Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think, what was it, the, the team named him the most most valuable player for their team, the team yeah. right, for, for that year. So he was in his feelings about that. It's almost like um, a relationship that ends, right? One, oh, one party says, I ain't worried about him or I ain't worried about her mm-hmm. and all that, but all you're doing is finding ways to still talk crap, like – Make it relevant for Absolutely. no reason for when no they've reason. they've moved on. Him acting like that, a is not only childish. Super childish. It's 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 not professional. Yeah. You just made the Pittsburgh Steelers look like a genius by getting rid of you. Yeah. The Roonies look great. Like Tom Tomlin looks, looks great. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, all the crap you were saying about him. Nobody's, worried nobody's about worried about that anymore. Yeah. Because you're so worried about making it about you. Mm-hmm. And and all Juju did was remain Humble. classy. Yep. He he, you know, just kind of took it in stride, sidestepped it, and just said, basically, don't don't pay stupid people any attention, any mind. Mm-hmm. Just move on about your business. So right, and then on top of this, here's my here's my next point. So you're going to you're not a Raider, right? So. In this next offseason, or during the season, you know, trades, who's going to want to go to the Raiders if you're that much of a media problem right now? Right. Who's going to want to go to the Raiders because of th- this nonsense? Nobody. Nobody's going to want to go there. Um, if I was, a, you know, somebody who wanted to, you know, the next free agency wanted to leave and, and go somewhere, the last place I'm going is, is over in Las Vegas because this guy is a knucklehead. All he's going to do is cause drama and, and create issues. And right. it's just one of those things where you really have to think, not necessarily about your previous situation. I mean, I get it. Everybody has feelings about it. But of at the course. same time, you're with a different organization. You're trying to help them win a Super Bowl. Right. So why is all of your energy focused on the last person? I don't get it. It's, it's extremely childish. And then I think yesterday or the day before, this dude had the nerve to drop this last tweet. It says, not giving any media fix, no more ammo. Enjoy my name, A.B. I'm in Cali living ready to fall. No nonsense. You trolls got a troll. Too good to worry. Call God. And I'm just like, <laughs> you are literally the source of all of your Twitter backlash right now. Right. Everything started because you decided to go on Twitter, type a bunch of stuff about Juju because you're mad. Probably because you're upset at the fact that you might not be catching the same type of ball that you were getting from Ben Rollins player. Mm-hmm. Mind you. I still think he throws a pretty ball. Probably still throws a, a prettier ball and a better ball than Derek Carr. 
So you might be a little you know, iffy about that, but at the same time, you're with a new organization, a new team. Be that leader that they literally traded for you to be. Right. Well, also too, it's um, if Antonio Brown is acting a the way he did to get himself out of there, right. how he is now, mm-hmm. and you are playing with or you were playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. What are you gonna do in in Oakland, soon to be Vegas? What are you What are you gonna do there? I mean, Derek Carr. I mean, for he had a decent one that one year. Right, that's what I was gonna say. For for the year, I mean, he tore it up and then he got hurt. What was it? The game before uh, the playoffs or yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, can that be replicated out of him? Who knows? Who I mean, knows? it's gonna uh, obviously depend on the supporting cast and all that stuff. I mean, Antonio Brown helps. I mean, for for more than one reason. A, I mean, he's a stud. You know, if you just look at it from a talent perspective, um, I mean, he works hard. He's he's got the talent. Um, He'll draw the double teams, which can open up other, you know, right. So, I mean, it's just hard to say. But if you're acting that way, you were playing with Ben Roethlisberger. Now you're going to play with a lesser quarterback and a lesser team. What is he going to do there? You know? (laughs) I mean, I can't even imagine. But to your point, if you're a free agent or, hell, even these guys coming up in the draft in two weeks and, you know, when Oakland calls your name and you happen to be one of those skilled positions and – going to be that hype? Right. I mean, are you going to be excited? Are you happy? Are you like, oh, shit? Because uh, Antonio Brown also put out um, – whatever like a private message or direct message with Juju reaching out to him when he was in college, just basically saying, Hey man, like I admire you Mm -hmm. and, and all your hard work. You're you're a great player. Is there any tips? Da, 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 whatever. And then it's like, you're going to expose that and then talk crap about him for that. Um, it's just not a good look for him. This is not a good look for the Oakland Raiders. Um, who knows what they do or what they will do? Probably nothing. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But there's been some breaking news uh, with an NFL player. So we finally get to do a little segment that I'm excited about. So it's the first time on the show. Yeah. So here it is. Hey, cuz, word on the street. So word on the street is Leonard Fournette got busted for... Speeding 12 miles over the speed limit <laughs> without a license. Not well. Correction. The license was well, the license was suspended. 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 So he knew he should have been driving in the first place. I don't know. Like I don't know if it can get me dumber. Like dog. Like you know you don't have a license. You probably driving a Ferrari, a Lambo. Uh, something. Something that stands something, out. Something that stands out. So not only do you not. Have a license. You're driving the most obviously fast car on the highway, bro. Right. Then you get pulled over and like, what do you say to the cops at that point? Oh, I'm letting for that. No, they're gonna they're gonna lock you up regardless. Right. Like, don't get your mind right. You right. feel me? And they got this dude out. I want to say for and this is according to Two Four Seven Sports um, on Facebook. They said that he paid one thousand five hundred dollars uh, in bail and was released. And obviously, as a court date and all that. Like, dog, you just got Nick Foles. Like, I'm super offended because that's my Super Bowl MVP. You just got right. Nick Foles as your quarterback, who's well beyond Blake Bortles. Like, that dude was straight garbage. Right. And then you're supposed to help this guy acclimate to the team, be that security blanket, and you're out here catching charges. And your fast behind car, speeding on a suspended license. Like, dog, if anything, you're supposed to be five miles under the speed limit. Right. You're trying to stunt, right? Well, hold on. First of all, 
let's just call it what it, the dude is rich. The dude is rich. If you have a suspended license or don't have a license, and I say the same thing when these fools go out and they drink and they party, they have a good time. That's fine. Right. Do that. If right. that's what is in your heart, mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. Get a car service. You can, you can pay for it. Yeah. There's Uber. There's Lyft. There's your friends. Uh, call call somebody. Or get your homeboy just to whip you around and be like, right. my chauffeur for real. Right. Like, get your, uh, but you, you're setting top, yourself up. You're setting yourself up. And on top of all of this, imagine you sitting there in the off season, you know, chilling, getting busted and all that. The last thing this dude is thinking of probably is, is his teammates. But his teammates are like, what are you doing, bro? We trying to make a comeback. And mm-hmm. then we just flip through our Twitter feed or Facebook or whatever, and we see this nonsense. Right. This is starting your, your brand new season off on the wrong foot. Not not to mention the nonsense that you guys had with Jalen Ramsey in the offseason last year, or even last year during the regular season. And now you have more nonsense with a brand new quarterback who needs your help, but you're acting like a double hitter. Get right. your mind right, bro. Right. I, I mean, I can only imagine if he was with the Skins or if that was a player from the Redskins because right. everything they do is so amplified. Mm. So, hey, have fun out there in Jacksonville. Well, stop stop being a knucklehead. And it's like I don't want to sit there and, you know, speculate on how many games this guy's going to get, but I'm calling at least four. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. You just It's true, but, yeah, I don't know. To Either me, way. That, that, like, that level of stupidity should cost you four games. <laughs> I'll say it. That level of knuckleheadedness, that's four games. It's just the optics of it. It just doesn't look good. (laughs) Like I said, I mean, there's there's literally no excuse. Like, you are rich. Somebody can drive you to wherever the hell he was going. Dairy Queen, I I, I don't know, McDonald's. Just find your cousin a C-note and be like, dog, I need to go to the Wawa real quick. I something. Something. Oh, man. All right. Crazy. Let's, Let's get into the NFC East and the goings on. Yeah, man. So let's start off with, you know, let's start off with my Eagles a little bit. You know, just get this out of the way. Um, you know, since we've been on the mics, um, the Eagles did something pretty important. They actually got themselves a running back, not just any running back, the third best rushing running back, in my opinion, since 2016. They got Jordan Howard. This guy has perennially put up 935 rushing. Or just 900 something yards rushing in the past three seasons. Which I ain't worried about. <laughs> Redskins Nation, we ain't scared. We ain't did nothing. Should be because there's only two more running backs that actually have more yards than him uh, in the same time period. That's Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. This guy is a monster. This guy gets yards after contact. This guy is also, in my opinion, and I've actually read about it, he is actually the premier pass blocker for running backs in the league. So not only is he going to get yards on the ground and be a safety net for Carson Wentz, he's also going to help protect this man by, you know, picking up blocks and picking up blitzes, you know, and, and keeping that man safe so he can throw them bombs. But so, he can't catch, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This man does have issues <laughs> catching. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, he has tweeted, he has said that he has been working on that because he knows that we need pass catchers out of the backfield, and that's how we run our offense. We run a lot of, we run a lot of wheel routes, and we run a lot of screens. So right. he's got to learn to catch the ball. Well, well, also, too, I mean, we've stated multiple times, the 
backs catching the ball is is super important. It's it's a, it's a requirement now. So yeah, I mean that'll be interesting. I mean that's obviously one element of a, of, of his game that he's gonna have to improve on, especially yeah. in your guys' offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean overall, like I said, I mean you guys got him for some tater tots and a ham sandwich. So oh, yeah, that's right. We either did. way, it's 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 not a bad signing. I don't know what Howie is doing. I don't know if he has tapes on these GMs, on these owners, or what. But this dude has been snatching people since he came out of that back room, since Chip Kelly left, just making deals out of nowhere. We yeah. got him for a sixth. And not only that, if we let him go, and I just read this the other day, and I'm pretty sure it's 247 sports again. If we let him go, we, we can get a pick back. So it's one of those situations where, yeah, it's like we, get, we can get a conditional six back. So it's like uh, if gotcha. we don't sign him right. and we don't come to terms, we get a pick back. So it's like a win-win. Yes. I don't know what this guy does, but Howie Roseman is a beast right now. And obviously, Jordan Howard's looking to have a crazy year, in my opinion, again. So we're really excited out here in Philly. You know, we got to run it back. You know, we're getting back before him, and hopefully we can set Contra Carson once so he can have a beautiful season. Yep, time will see. And so for those of you that don't know, Marcus and I are best friends, but he is not my friend twice a year. Twice and a that year. is when them bums come here and then when we take our raggedy asses on up to Philly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tend to like to watch that game by myself, mm. hoping Marcus don't text me. But ultimately, when the Redskins succumb to their injuries, I, yeah. I, I give them their props. But no, overall, I think it's a good signing. Um, I didn't know about basically if you guys release them. And you'll get that conditional pick. Yeah, uh, I just found that out. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not bad. Like I said, he better get some stick on or, or something. Something. On those gloves. Contact Jerry Rice. Get somebody on the sticks. Um, I don't know. Um, somebody out there working with him because it's, it, he definitely needs work on those hand skills. Right. But I will say, though, pass pro is so important. So if he could provide that extra element, yes, Wentz sir. needs it. You know, mm-hmm. you guys... You guys need him upright. You need him healthy. Mm-hmm. There's there's a Sudfeld behind him, right. and that's it. That, so that's that's all we got. Yeah, that and the guy we signed from the AAF. But right. This guy is, yeah. Tra- training camp fodder. Camp body. So as far as the Redskins, it's fairly quiet. Uh, we did sign a couple of the AAF guys. I think they're mm-hmm. being absorbed in in a lot of those um, a lot of the NFL teams, which is good. Right. Again, you don't know how many will pan out, but it's good to see them at least get that shot or that opportunity. Yeah. I know a lot of teams are starting their um, vo- uh, uh, yeah voluntary workouts. Yeah. yeah, so you know they'll get in, get in the system. They they're in relatively good shape. They were just playing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a shame. Yeah, it's a shame the league kind of fell apart, but it is what it is. So hopefully those guys showcased enough to be able to get seen. Hopefully they put enough, you know, out there that, you know, they can stick on some of these rosters. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm all for guys getting jobs. Yeah. So that will be interesting. No, I uh, haven't really heard much. Uh, there's still just the chatter about, you know, trading for Rosen out mm-hmm. of um, out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I don't expect uh, Arizona to really make a move until draft day, yeah. you know, or maybe the day before. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll, we'll just kind of play that by ear. But like I said, as far as Redskins – that's really all I've been seeing, mm-hmm. all I've been hearing. Um, right. That's good with me. I mean, yeah. The last thing I got is these Cowboys. They finally signed Demarcus Lawrence to a long-term contract. Long-term contract. Five yeah. years, one hundred five million, um, twenty-two per year. Um, you know, fourteen million cap space right now in twenty nineteen, and this drops their projected cap space next year. To about between eighty four and eighty six million, and this is all the adjustments, and right? The cap yeah, and everything. Yeah. 
But, you know, that's a, that's a big signing, but I think they had to overpay him because everybody else is either got petted charges or is about to be suspended. <laughs> because we already know that's just how the Cowboys go. Every offseason, there's about five of them that's either locked up or about to be locked up or about to be suspended. Because they just, I don't know what's going on with that culture, but they need to tighten that up. Wait, it's 2019, right? 2019. Oh, well, when you were just talking about the Cowboys, I thought you were talking about the 90s. It oh. sounded just... Sounded just like the nineties, man. A little bit, you know, but it hasn't changed. They just really got to get their stuff together. Like I don't, I don't get it. And on top of all of this, you know, Dak and his agent are talking like we ain't taking no pay cuts, cuz we ain't taking no pay cuts. And then they still got he's gonna mess around and get cut. What are you talking about? (laughs) So they got to sit there, and with that eighty-four, eighty-six ish million, they got to find a way to pay Dak, Zeke, and Coop, which I think they can do if they can get those Eagles, you know. Squandered a little bit because, in my opinion, I think Zeke is going to reset the market at the back position. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but you have to respect the skill that this man brings. Oh, for sure, he's the ultimate security blanket. You hand it off, this dude is bull rushing people, getting yards out to contact, and just blowing stuff up. Don't let this dude get to the outside off tackle. This guy is running through you and running damn near to the end zone. Yeah, he's just one of those running backs who's just you know those definitely uh, a franchise changing. Oh, for sure. So he's one of those guys you really got to worry about. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see um, the season Amari has. Now, like I had told you before, it's not uncommon to see, which not many people would will admit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you hear it from time to time that you know these players going into their contract years and all mm-hmm. that stuff. He may not be featured as much. Like he's gonna want to get off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's gonna want to get out there show up and show out you know he's gonna want to you know set records just basically do whatever to get paid right because he knows okay if it isn't with dallas then i can go somewhere else Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's i've 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 heard it before where you know the play calls may go on the opposite side Mm -hmm. you got witten coming back let's go ahead and, and and get his targets and his attempts up and, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the season, when Amari is thinking, hey, I need to get paid. Yeah, man. Then the Cowboys brass are saying, wait, 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 wait. You only put up these amount of yards. You only did this. You only did that. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't like to think that that's what they would do just to get them at a lower number. Right. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. But no, for sure. Uh, Zeke is getting paid. Mm-hmm. Dak, it's going to depend on. The season he has, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, he to me he I'll, I'll put him above serviceable. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Uh, not great, not not close to great. Um, mm-hmm. So they just have to figure out how much value he or how valuable he is to the team. Right. Um, for you and I being in the NFC East, mm-hmm. uh, sign him, give him all your money. That's Absolutely. fine. Yeah. That's it. That's because, fine with me. Because that means you're gonna be able to sign nobody else, and we're gonna run you guys ragged, and you guys will be at the bottom of the position with the Giants. Right. So, um, last thing, I actually just remembered that you know, speaking of the Giants, they just extended Sterling Shepard and signed him to a forty-one million dollar contract. Mm. Yeah, so it works out to be about, I think, 10-ish million a year mm-hmm. in the next four years. And, you know, that's more cap hell for these guys. Because at the end of the day, they got to throw the ball to somebody. Right. <laughs> was he was he in the last year of his deal? Uh, I think he was for damn near, pretty much. But, yeah. Because I don't think he was a free agent. If he no, was, he, he, he would have walked out of that mess. He would have walked out of that mess. I'd have seen him in New Orleans or, or somewhere, you know, somewhere like that. So, if you're an offensive player and you want to go play for somebody, if you're trying to get that money up, I'd go to the Giants. They're just throwing wads of money at people. Right. Man. 
guy yeah. that I mean that really don't deserve it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean get your bag, but at the same scare time, me. It, Sterling Shepard doesn't scare anybody. So, no. they, so obviously they're gonna pay Golden Tate. They have to pay Sterling Shepard because he's been there. So, because right. um, this year, that's like, and they're still sitting on like thirty-three million in dead money because they still have to pay Odell sixteen of that. Right. Browns. Man. I, I don't know what that front office is doing. I mean, they sit there and they say, "We have a plan. We have a plan." But right now, they don't look like they have a plan. They're just throwing money at people and hopefully people will right. seats and they can start to recoup some of that. Man, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I would be hot. If they mess around and made it to the playoffs or did something dumb on 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 Eli's way out the door, uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I mean, to be honest with you, um, I think they're gonna have another season similar to this one that just ended, where they're basically two three games into the season and they start packing it in. Basically, uh, because their situ- their situation is it's like Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, um, who's their tight end? Isn't that Ingram? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have a good tight end, but everybody's gonna put nine in the box and tell Saquon Barkley to run. I mean, granted, he still will get you. Don't get it twisted. This dude has mm-hmm. has the craziest juke stick I've seen since Madden 06. Like this dude, oh, just, yeah. like it's like he's glitching across the screen. Like this guy's a problem. He's just shaking tackles and busting <laughs> through people. Like this guy is a true Penn State running back. Like this guy is crazy. But at the same time, I'm going to live with that. I'm going to live with stacking nine in the box and daring this man to run because yeah. those two guys on the outside, they don't have crazy breakaway speed like that. Right. Like we, can, we can smack them. So. Yeah. yeah. And and then, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You stack the box. Make him beat you. Right. He's 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 gonna get his. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, you live with that. Yeah, inside the you know, inside the tents. Yeah, you live with that. Make him beat you. Get up on Eli real quick. Real get quick. in his face mm-hmm. early and often. Yeah. And he's not getting the ball to Golden Tate. He's not getting the ball to to the tight ends. And, he, and they're not getting. I mean, think about it. Are they really gonna be able to create that much separation? No. 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 So hey, I mean, that's the state of the NFC East right now. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, it's been real. Episode four is in the books. Yes, sir. Marcus and Eddie, we came to bless your airwaves yet again. Absolutely. All right. Y'all take care. Don't forget to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Check out our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. You can find the links to everything there. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.